Hey, everybody, this is Tim Pichote, the Liberty Advisor, joined with John Snyson, the Economic Truth. And today we are going to do the 2022 prediction show. And, you know, first off, just want to say, you know, how much we love our fans and audience. And, you know, it does, you know, at times, you know, for me, at least, I mean, I don't want to speak for John, you know, it can get depressing when you see, you know, you know, 100, 200, 300 YouTube views and you see, you know, other people out there getting uh, you know, tens of thousands of views, but, you know, in this age of shadow banning and, you know, the different things that we're not afraid to talk about, you know, that is, uh, you know, somewhat par for the course, but I also know that, you know, we, you know, we're not, you know, super fancy with all the glitz and glamour and all the post editing and all the other stuff. Uh, you know, I just literally just came in from a run right now, uh, you know, with, with Yoshi, but, you know, I do feel like, you know, in the grand scheme of things though, you know, the, you know, the, the two, 300 people watch this on YouTube, you know, very grateful for you guys, uh, you know, the several hundred downloads we get in podcasts. And so in totality, I mean, we are about like a thousand viewers each episode, uh, you know, if it's not making this on, you know, world turn of media. And so in the grand scheme of things, that still is, you know, pretty good. And, and, and I just need it for myself not to lose sight of that. And I do appreciate, you know, the comments and the likes and, uh, you know, I did see we had five new subscribers to the channel last month. I mean, I don't really believe that, but you know, I, I wasn't really too active, but uh, you know, I think we are like nine away from 3000. So if you're one of the nine people out there who uh, you know, haven't subscribed yet, just to get us over the three, but ultimately you want to go to Tim and John show.com uh, you know, sign up for the email list over there. We have been getting a lot better by we, I mean, Arthur diamond hands who behind the scenes, man, helping us all out. And, you know, none of this could be done without him because, you know, our, I'm busy, John, busy. Yeah. He's just really the puppet master. Uh, he's, he's our handler from behind the scenes, uh, <laughs> you know, pulling the strings of what we are going to talk about, but, you know, getting into, you know, the predictions I and mean, we have made some, you know, pretty stellar predictions in the past. Uh, I mean, for anyone who's listening to me from the very, very beginning, uh, actually, this was technically even before the beginning, but uh, before I you know, officially started really even making, you know, a podcast, actually right before, you know, predicting that Trump would win uh, in 2016, and they blame it on the Russians, and why they blame it on the Russians, and then, you know, famously, and, and actually on a prediction show we did with Josh Sugerson, and, you know, going into 2020 that we did December 2019, talking about how Trump would lose. Uh, and then that, that they would rig the voting machines. And that was, you know, those both of those were pretty outlandish bets. And, and maybe we'll tease this, but at the end, uh, let me just write this down right now. So don't forget, but, you know, maybe we'll ask John for his 2024 predictions. And I'll, I'll write mine down uh, right now because I, I, have a, I have a feeling of who and what uh, might be running at that point. But we'll tease this for the end. But anyways, John, I want to kick it over to you. You know, we're, you know, came off of you know two incredibly crazy years with 2020 now 2021 uh wrapping up and coming to a close so what are you thinking for 2022 uh what are some of your biggest predictions what are some of your biggest you know false flags black swans things that you know or it could be something boring uh but you know what what do you want to let the people know some of the predictions that you have going forward for 2022 I think the biggest prediction that I'm predicting is a nuclear war between uh, Norway and Sweden. <laughs> Sorry, I, I just couldn't help myself. Anyway, no, I, I, I actually predict that we're going to see a lot of currency turmoil uh, coming up in the new year. There's a lot of issues with inflation right now. And uh, if uh, I, don't, I don't know if you have me sharing the screen here. Uh, if you could give me sharing the screen, I just want to show a, a heat map of uh, countries and, and inflation, because inflation is a very hot topic. Me and Tim are actually going to talk about it in a separate video as well, what's going on with the Fed and all the craziness uh, with monetary policy over there. Uh, but I just wanted to um, 
to basically show you guys what what's happening here because it's um it's very interesting uh with all the countries that are very very high inflation right now uh as you could see here if you take a look at top you know venezuela is basically uh it's a write-off like whatever they show here is nowhere near reality right now actually venezuela is on their second hyperinflation and and what's really funny tim is that so are you saying that the that the uh, one thousand five hundred and seventy five percent number is sugarcoating that? And you, you got to like let, let let the people <laughs> yeah. know who are listening to us what yeah. these numbers are. Oh yeah, so, people on, on the podcast yeah. who are going to be listening to this. Yeah, Venezuela is at fifteen seventy five point thirty percent. You know, there's nowhere uh, that that could be accurate whatsoever. You know, if you go and look at the gold markets in Venezuela or the stock market, it actually shows that you know gains are way way above that in percentage wise. So uh, like they have a black market that you could potentially look at, like look at Bitcoin prices, for example, down in I Venezuela. was just I was just trying to pull yeah. it up right this second. So it's so funny <laughs> that you were so yeah. on tune. Sorry. Yeah, because it, that's just, you know, your best bet, like even in Turkey, like looking at the exchange rate in Turkey right now as Turkey is collapsing. Uh, you have to look at the actual free market, which is Bitcoin is very free market. Like there's uh, way, way better to look at that than any. Uh, forks market or the official number that comes out of that from you know the local countries so but you look at venezuela so venezuela had a, a hyperinflation in 2017 rolled over to another hyperinflation in now 2020 it's ongoing uh, they had the Ferrete first then the bolivar uh, soberano right now that is going into hyperinflation and right now tim you know it's hilarious i actually ordered the two new uh, minted notes that they uh, just printed uh, this year. Uh, it went from 1 million down to then 5 and 10 again. But that's actually 5 million and 10 million. So they actually just removed the zeros and don't even say million on it. So it looks like they did a monetary reset, but they really uh, just removed zeros on their currency. Pretty funny. Uh, so Venezuela is a, a write-off. Sudan, a terrible write-off as well. Uh, Lebanon, you know, in full collapse, they just printed the hundred thousand uh, pound there that I just ordered. Uh, I, I love, I, I collect hyperinflated currencies. Uh, then Syria is collapsing. That that might be a part of, you know, of what could happen geopolitically that I could uh, see if we can predict anything on. You know, can we can we jump in with the? Uh, I want to I want to go share my screen for the Bitcoin uh, oh, yeah. price Sorry, in, in Venezuela. Yeah, I've, I've got it. I've got yeah. it. So uh, I'm on world4xrates.com and it says one Bitcoin is 155.5 billion Boulevard. That's 155 billion, uh, 155 billion uh, 0.5 uh, Boulevard to buy one Bitcoin. However, uh, if you actually go to something like localbitcoin.com, which is where people are like actually transacting at it, uh, it's closer to 240 billion. Uh, well, well, here, Tim, let let actually do this live as we were talking. I'm gonna pull up the Venezuelan price here. So, how much was it per Bitcoin? You said 155 billion. But I'm trying to find a chart from going back in, in going back in time. So 155 billion. That that can't be accurate. Maybe, maybe not. Oh, shit. You know what? This one doesn't actually, like, what I was looking at doesn't even have the new Soberano. It just had the Ferrerte. So it's it showed, like, 155 billion uh, uh, Bolivars Ferrerte, like, which was the currency that collapsed in 2017, is worth 70, uh, 0.72 cents US. <laughs> so it's definitely not that. 
<laughs> so if if you could find like if you take the 155 uh, billion at Bolivar's Fuerte, uh, no Bolivar Soberano, and then try to convert it into uh, you know U.S. dollars, we could probably get a price. But I don't know if they even have that right now because not a lot of people are aware that you had to hyperinflate like one. First well, then there's a then price that you get the, the stated price. It's like, the, you know, there's a price of silver. It's like 20 bucks. But then if you actually want to buy it, it's closer to like $30, you know, having yeah. it in your hot little hands. And so I imagine it's the same thing where they've got, you know, whatever bullshit price. Hey, it's free market versus like the actual stated fake prices, right? Like there's so many stated fake prices and, and the government is well known for this. Like we talked about and you have a book on, you know, manipulating the inflation numbers as well. So we all know that we can't really trust the actual numbers that we're looking at right now, but it's like, this is the official numbers and it's pretty bad. <laughs> so uh, I, one thing that I want to predict about Syria, just to, so I don't uh, mistake that is they could be, you know, a fall of Syria because they're in hyperinflation right now. And that will uh, cause a little bit of geopolitical problems down uh, there in the Middle East because Russia doesn't want competition going into uh, Europe with their uh, gas lines because if Syria falls, the U.S. could move in. And then what could happen is that the Saudis then could build their pipeline and compete with Russia because Russia basically have a monopoly right now in Europe on on uh, natural gas, which is an insane uh, amount of price right now. Like the uh, the price of like uh, natural gas in Europe right now. Let me just pull it up here. It's freaking insane. Like it's up to him. So it's up six hundred and eight percent in the eurozone, and then five hundred and ten percent in the UK. <laughs> uh, does your mom use any natural gas to heat her, her home over in that was it she in norway in, in norway yeah yeah so like norwegian so this is how bad it is in norway right but they're now. the happiest people on earth they yeah, yeah but listen that much. listen the government just passed a bill on 155 million us dollars to pay uh most of the the uh both the heating uh, and electrical bills of norwegians so they're they're in a lot of trouble like it's basically helicopter drop to try to protect Norwegians that are like inflation is you know say like officially like five percent right now but it's probably more 15 20 percent uh from talking to my mom going to the grocery store uh because that's where it really hits the the people on the low side you know that are are, are you know normal people and they're it's most of the people that are you know on the lower side of the middle class to poor so they are the ones that get hurt massively. You know, I, I think I pulled and up then try and then trying to like price in like if someone's trying to buy organic. I mean, the price of all like everything I buy that's organic is just like absolutely through the roof. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it was already expensive to begin with. I mean, they don't yep. want people eating healthy. And you see yep. articles like, oh, organic food is oh, bad believe in the me, world. I, I spend a lot of fucking money on that organic, but uh, it, it's way better. I, I love when I get it from my garden because it's super cheap compared to the organic that you get in the store. It's uh, probably more nutritious, but... Uh, yeah, no, it's prices are just insane. And and like lumber prices are on the way up again. You know, I, I think that lumber prices might, this is another thought, uh, lumber prices might uh, surpass what they were last peak, which I think was like 16. Hold on, let me find lumber. So John is uh, Longwood. <laughs> I'm Longwood, yeah. You know, I what's funny, Tim, I actually, I, I loaded up on, like I, I hate stocks, but I actually loaded up on a whole bunch of... Um, uh, commodity stocks just recently, both gold miners, some silver miners, uh, lumber, uh, oil and gas, uh, uh, on lithium. I, I bought some lithium 
some uh, producers as well, but not like like I'm buying the miners. So that's that's where I'm at. Like I I see a lot more. I see we're like getting to a commodity cycle, and then also looking at uh, commodity cycles versus the S and P 500. I think uh, uh, this is in regard like Tavi Costa, which is a uh, well known trader. Otavio Costa, I think his name is, he posted on LinkedIn the other day a chart of the S&P 500 versus commodity prices. And it was like insanely off. Like it's, we're right at the bottom of a cycle there as well. So um, just be prepared for like way higher prices. Uh, even, you know, like the, what we saw throughout the, the lockdowns, that was pretty high. But you got to remember, these morons are going into lockdowns again. That's another thing too. Like I predict we're going to go into a severe lockdown again uh, on a lot of places. Not where Tim lives, not in Texas or Florida, but a lot of states in the U.S. Uh, look at Europe; it's in like they're just in uh, hardcore lockdowns right now. I think they're pushing the third booster. Like they're not giving up, and we're gonna see more of that. Like they're gonna push for the fifth, the sixth, the tenth. Who knows booster, right? So. That's another. Um, how many how many boosters do you think there's ultimately going to push for for next year? I mean, you think well, that we're you, going to be on what, what number do you think we're going to be on? Well, if we listen to Trudeau, like probably we should be at let's see, now, probably fifth or uh, fifth booster, maybe. Yeah, uh, he said by twenty twenty five, four or five, uh, it would be eight in total. Like according to what he said that he had ordered, like made a deal with Pfizer. At so the will time. there be more boosters or more Federal Reserve uh, rate increases next year? <laughs> <laughs> I, I know I'm going to go right now. I'm going to go right now is there will be more booster shots than there will be Federal Reserve rate increases. Next I, year. I think so too. I think they put themselves in a terrible pickle there, Tim. And uh, when, when you look at the Fed and, and where they're at, like they literally have like double, almost double their balance sheet from, uh, well, they over double the balance sheet from the bottom. And uh, yeah, I, I don't see they do very much of races. Like, I think you might see, like, what are they going to do though, Tim? Like, they're at like 0 0.25. Like, would it go to zero? Like, well, they, they said, said now, now, what if they, now just for technicality, so what yeah. if they raise it? twice but then they have to lower it twice i mean is that still a net zero because i mean technically with a vaccine you can't then take it away but with yeah. uh and so i think that if they do raise it they're probably gonna have to then take it back but well, as so how about we no do way. this what do we think that like what would be the trigger like so they're they're not tapering it you know people's like oh they're tapering they're tapering no they're not they're 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 tapering their quantitative easing <laughs> their amount of uh, asset purchases they're tapering right now. They went from buying $120 billion of, of basically assets per month to $105 billion. Yeah. Now they're going to be dropping that $30 billion a month for the next three months until they get to zero in March. And I'll, so essentially, the, you know, we've got a huge fire going on and they're adding $120 billion of fuel to the fire. And now they're, they were only only adding $105 billion. And then next month, you know, they're only going to add uh, whatever that is, like uh, $75 billion to the fire. But they're still fucking adding more fuel to the fire. And it's not like this is some strategy where I know there is there are some strategies where you could actually take like a bomb. And then like put it, it not advocating anybody bombs or anything, but you could take a bomb and, uh, you know, into like a fire and then like it could suck all the oxygen out. And you actually could like get rid of a fire, uh, supposedly that way. But the Fed's not doing that. They're well, the, the Fed added to, like, yeah, in one week they added nine trillion. Like that's the numbers from like last week. Right. So 
they're still adding. Like they're still buying. Uh, they're they, didn't add nine, they didn't add nine trillion in one week. It's also uh, billion, billion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You are well, fake. We might, who knows where we're at next? Mike, year, where the Tim, fuck you know? was might, I? Like that they added you know, nine trillion. Maybe, maybe next year you will be talking about the trillion. The th- you know, you know, maybe that should be another one where we think the Fed, the Fed balance sheet. The thing is, they're supposedly tapering. I super easy prediction: the balance sheet will be way higher next year than it is this year right now. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a pretty easy prediction to make. Uh, I think that the Fed might try to raise rates. I think maybe they get one rate rise. But the, the, the more important thing is it doesn't matter if they raise rates 10 times if inflation goes up way more than what the rate. So right now, if I mean, again, I wrote a whole book on how they rigged the numbers. It's called How They How It's Rigged. You can text Liberty Advisor, one word, no spaces to 71441. Liberty Advisor, one word, no spaces, 71441 to get my free uh, book. It's free. So I'm not selling you guys anything. Uh, and, it, it, and it's only like 15, 16 pages, but it, I, you know, I could have made it 200, but you know, why if we can get the information out in that short form? So the thing is right now by the stated inflation rate of, you know, whatever it is, 6.8% and you've got a 1.4% 10 year treasury, you're guaranteed to lose 5.4% per year. So, okay, great. What if they do raise the rates to, you know, 0.75 next year, but then the stated inflation rate is 10%. So, uh, so now they're going to be losing, um, imagine this math, I had 9.25% per year. And the thing is, the real actual rate will be more negative, even though they they increase the rate. So yeah, I I do believe that they could raise the rates, but the ultimate real rate will be more negative in the future than it even is today, if they even do raise things. And and it's just and so anyways, I just did an eight minute video on this. If you guys want to go back, where we can opine more about that. But in terms of like all out predictions, uh, I bet the Fed gets maybe one rate hike next year, just to say that they did. And just so they don't look like a bunch of complete fucking idiots, uh, which is hard to do because I mean, at, at this point, well, they already, like, can... like they're always wrong. And you said that in your video, Tim, like they're always fucking wrong with whatever they do. <laughs> look at Benaki, you know, like he came out and stated like, what was it? Uh, two or three days before the mortgage-backed security, uh, uh, you know, collapsed. Like I said, like, there's no issue. So mortgage-backed security, the subprime mortgage problem will leak into the actual uh, market and cause any issues. Yeah, and we've got a bunch of other bangers in terms of videos yeah. that are coming out. We just had two great ones that were just out with Matt Landman from Frankenskies. Also had Scott Horton of Antiwar.com. But, you know, we're going to have videos coming out on some real crazy stuff. I mean, John found on the Financial Stability Board's website where they are posting their bail-in execution paper practices. And this is just from a couple of days ago. This is not this is like yeah. brand new. Haven't heard anybody else talk about this. You know, let me just go to the screen Most right now. Most people don't keep... even know about it, Tim. Like this I is... talked to, I talked to Je- uh, like David Morgan, you know, uh, one of the big kahunas when it comes to silver in the world. And he didn't even know about it. Yeah, he this is from four video, days but... ago, December 13th, bail-in execution practices paper. I'll give John all the credit for finding this. And then here's a 64-page document. And bail-in I'm on is their a... newsletter. I'm part of I, – I, I get their newsletter. <laughs> you know what bail-in means? Bail-in means taking your fucking money. That's what bail-in means. Now, in my eight-minute video, I did mean to do this. But for some reason, I made – I actually had to film that video twice, which I didn't do because I didn't like the first video. I had to do it because for some reason my Zoom keeps messing up, and it gave me the deep, sexy voice. And so I had to redo it. And then I didn't include 
this chart the second time because I was already pressed for time. It's like, fuck it. We're going live. Just going ahead and doing this. And so what I originally had that didn't make it in there was the dot plots, which is where the Federal Reserve governors, where they think rates are going to be both this year, next year, the following year, and in the longer run. And in 2012, they were saying that by 2015, the Fed funds rate would be about 4.25. By 2014, uh, their predictions were by 2017, we'd be at 3.75. And in December 2016, they were saying that by uh, 2020, we'd be at about three. And then in December 2019, they're saying that by... Uh, let's just say what it would be right now. Uh, so we're let's call it 2022 right now. And they basically said that we'd be at two and a half percent. And then by 2023, they said we'd be at two and a half. And now, actually, I guess their their latest one. Let me pull up their latest. Uh, crap, pull up, put it on the wrong screen. Their latest one uh, basically shows now that by 2025, we'll be at two and a half percent. And so, I mean, how many times do you have two and a half percent? This they, fucking they didn't wrong. Even get they didn't even get to 2.25 last time. How do you think they're going to be at 2.5 with a bunch of During the greatest economy ever in the history of the world. Oh, yeah, you can't raise rates. During... And the thing is, that was one of the things that pissed me off the most about yeah. Trump. And we're not going to, you know, this time there's a huge, uh, you know, bash Trump, you know, Powell fest, because we've got another video we're going to do on Powell. But sticking to the predictions, uh, I bet the balance sheet will be more. They're not tapered or anything. Uh, I, bet, I bet we'll be on at least... I think for the U.S., you know, it is a midterm, so maybe they'll want to be, you know, I bet we'll be on the fourth shot overall. So that would be two, two boosters mandated by by this time next year. Um, yeah, I bet. So let me just put, you know, let me just write this down. Two boosters is my guess for this time next year. Now, when you said fifth booster, so you mean, the, you mean so five yeah, plus so the other two? So you're talking about addition to the two first ones, right? Yeah, so you got like the yeah, two initials, yeah. and then we're on one booster. And yeah, because people in Norway already have taken fourth. Like some people have actually taken a fourth already. So like, there's no doubt that we'll be like pushing for the fourth. Like I don't know what they're gonna try to do. Like I don't, I heard a BioNTech CEO was saying that we need three boosters for the Omicron variant. I, I don't know, oh yeah, uh, one. Yeah, they need three boosters you to know, get his stock options up higher. What you know needs. what's funny? I actually commented on this LinkedIn profile and said, like, yeah, you know that uh, he was talking about, you know, like all these people spreading fare around. It's like, yeah, it's great, you know, uh, for your share price, all the fare that you guys are spreading on mainstream media and, and uh, forced inoculation by governments. You know, it's perfect uh, to use fare, I said. So, yeah, I, I, yeah. Like, well, he... I'm not afraid of these bozos. Like this moron, you know, is out there like, you know, talking about how we need more boosters. Meanwhile, he's making freaking billions upon billions of dollars. Like these guys, are so many people have become billionaires uh, in uh, like when it comes to biopharmacy. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's disgusting. But I've got two, two major uh, predictions that I want to make that I think it's either going to be one or the other. And these are, you know, obviously these are things that I, you know, I hope I'm not right. And so maybe because I'm talking and actually James Corbett did, you know, pretty much the same ones. Uh, and, and it's, you know, these are, I've talked about these in other videos. It's not like I'm just copying him. It just you know, shows that we're on the same page here. And he did say that maybe by predicting it's going to happen uh, and putting a timetable on it, then that, that will then, because when you put a timetable on it, like the QAnon people, like it never ends up coming true. And so, you know, and owed to what James Corbett was talking about, maybe if we predicted that this will definitely happen next year, then maybe we'll stave it off. And so, you know, so I guess two of the big predictions I have, and these are, you know, pretty wild ones, is I think, uh, you know, we'll, we'll either have a, a great, a massive grid down type event. I mean, just going back to, you know, early May when we had, uh, what was it, the uh, 
that one oil pipeline, the colonial pipeline We're went down. Talking about a cyber attack kind of thing. Like, either that... either a cyber attack, uh, whether it's cyber attack, EMP, natural, or an attack version of that, or whether it's a hack, some way, shape, or form, there'll be some massive grid attack that will go, at least last for days, maybe even a month. Uh, maybe it involves bringing down the internet too, which well, obviously... the, the question is, who are we blaming for that, Tim? Like uh... <laughs> the who? No, <laughs> the, who? <laughs> the World Health Organization. Oh, the World Health uh, Organization. Okay, okay, okay. okay no, okay. I don't know. Uh... <laughs> maybe the ITU, the international. I think that they're. Go- I think they're going to blame. I mean, there's who did it, and then who gets to blame for it, and I mean, it'll probably be the CIA that does it, and then. I bet the blame would be, you know, Russia, Russia? or China, yeah, Russia yeah, yeah. or China. Probably I mean, Russia. Yeah, it seems like that that's going to be um, that that would be the most obvious, you know, the obvious person, boogeyman out there to blame that will have a cyber attack that will get blamed on the Russians. Do you think maybe... it's going to be attack on the monetary system like together with that cyber attack? Well, that, I think that goes hand in I think that goes yeah. hand in hand. I mean, yeah. you bring down the grid and then all well, of if a you sudden... can fuck up the fiber lines going from, you know, the. Like basically from once uh, the under the under the under the undersea cables. Well, no, no, no. Like if you, if you fuck up the the connection in between Wall Street and the building right beside it, because they have their high frequency traders sitting there in fiber optics right from the from the stock. I don't even think they even use fiber optics anymore. They use like fucking laser beams, and and they were using like microwaves yeah, yeah, but and laser like beams. Like fiber optics is laser. Like that's what fiber freaking laser beams. Is. Like to yeah, no, channel no, my but, inner. Uh, uh, but that's how it works. Like you, you plonk your like the closer you are to the actual main place, you got microseconds, you know, ahead of the other guy. So you could then, you know, leech off a little bit more than well, I'm not gonna get into the the exact specifics okay. of no, like no. channeling out the exact way that they could do this, but you know, I I think it's I think it's already like, like a big enough, wild yeah. enough prediction that you know, trying to you know get more <laughs> even more granular on this, you know, no. to the point where I can never and then I think on this exact day at this time, they'll do this thing. I don't know. But it just yeah. seems like, you know, that is what they're prepping us for. And I did talk about that in a uh, in a prior video that I'm just going to play like a few seconds of right now. So it was uh, called How Can the Government Simultaneously Be All-Powerful, All-Knowing and Inept at the Same Time? That was from a viewer question. And now let me uh, kick it over to that right now. Go and turn off the internet or something or have a cyber attack like Klaus Schwab says oh there's going to be a great cyber pandemic that's even more dangerous and scarier than the other pandemic still pay insufficient attention to the frightening scenario of a comprehensive cyber attack which would bring to a complete halt to the power supply transportation, hospital services, our society as a whole. The COVID-19 crisis would be seen in this respect as a small disturbance in comparison to a major cyber attack. To use the COVID-19 crisis as a timely opportunity to reflect on the lessons of cybersecurity community can draw and improve our impreparedness for a potential cyber pandemic. They also engineer. Well, uh, yeah, so that's my prediction is what Klaus Schwab 
basically fucking said they're going to do. So, I mean, I don't know if it's much of the prediction as much as, you know, hey, I'm a guy that pays attention. about cyber pandemics is pretty good. Oh, I mean, some people say he created the computer viruses just to fuck with his own, uh, you know, uh, software uh, so he can make a lot more money. Well, speaking of Bill Gates, uh, I was actually going to play it. It's actually like a five minute long clip. Maybe some of you guys have seen this. I think I just want to have it in the record because this is uh, insane. I'm, I don't know. if, uh, But the other thing is that, you know, on top of, you know, whatever variant we have in the future, I also think that, uh, you know, they could release something even even worse that then, you know, get clamors people to give up. Because the thing is, you had mentioned before places like Arizona and Florida and uh, Texas and maybe Idaho and Montana and Wyoming and a few other places, you know, we're probably not going to lock down again over your run of the mill COVID variant bullshit. Again, we've got too many guns, too many people that are, you know, too fed up with this. They've got their freedom back. They're not going to try to give it up the second time. However, if you have something like a smallpox attack, then all of a sudden they're going to be clamoring for people to get locked up real bad because now you got something that kills, you know, a much greater percentage of people. And the thing is, we're not necessarily predicting this as much as we're coming out and following the breadcrumbs, following the money from the, the things that these people say they're going to do. Yeah. So, I mean, if it's okay with you, I'm going to play this clip from Greg Reese. Um, you know, this guy has been putting out like, like amazing reports, like left and right. I mean, like not to kiss, you know, Infowars ass, but like every single time I've seen this guy, I know like John Baum puts out lots of good reports too, but this guy, like all of his reports have been just completely just bang on. Was oh, that the Reese report RR? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Reese report yeah. one. And this one, I mean, you probably have seen it, the one with the smallpox. And so if you're listening at home, we've already seen this before. Uh, you guys can maybe skip forward like five minutes. But anyways, I think it's so important to have this. Uh, not only because, you know, who knows, it could take it down from, you know, one of one of their servers somewhere else. But here we go. Here's uh, a five minute clip from uh, the Reese report. Oh, as soon as uh, we're able to play this, maybe we'll see what actually let me try to cue that. Let me try to cue that up one more time. I think. Uh, you know, maybe uh, maybe a blockout. Maybe they've already it started. Already, the cyber pandemic has started. They've, they've already taken it down. <laughs> we're, it's happening, Tim. We're all done. I knew it. Klaus, I knew they Klaus, were... Star, schnell, dein Schmoll. The Santa Claus Schwab says you will get nothing for Christmas and you will love it because of some flighty sausages and you will be happy. <laughs> Before recent headlines. Most of us haven't been thinking much about smallpox, but an important timeline of events published by Corey Diggs shows us how the same foundations, corporations, and NGOs responsible for COVID-19 have been very busy with smallpox. Since June of 2001, when the Center for Strategic and International Studies, Johns Hopkins, and ANSWER who was awarded the majority of money for Operation Warp Speed, simulated a smallpox attack on U.S. citizens named Dark Winter. We're about to go into a dark winter, a dark winter. And begin preparing for a smallpox attack. In September of 2007, the FDA licensed a new modern smallpox vaccine made by Sanofi Pasteur. In 2014, Six vials of smallpox are found in a cardboard box at the NIH and transferred to the CDC. Months later, the first antiviral drug used to treat smallpox was created, funded by Bill Gates and the Wellcome Trust. On October 6, 2017, Emergent Biosolutions, 
responsible for a vaccine that injured over 300,000 soldiers, acquired the smallpox vaccine contract from Sanofi Pasteur. In July of 2018, the FDA approves a drug to treat smallpox made by Sega Technologies, who signs a contract to maintain a stockpile of 1.7 million doses of their antiviral drug. September 3rd, 2019, Emergent BioSolutions is awarded $2 billion to deliver their smallpox vaccine into the national stockpile. Weeks later, one of only two labs in the world known to store live samples of the variola virus that causes smallpox suffers an explosion. And the FDA approves a vaccine to prevent both smallpox and monkeypox. In March of 2021, Merck secures over $300 million from the Biden administration and the Bill Gates Foundation to convert, upgrade, and equip their facilities. In June of 2021, the FDA approves the antiviral treatment for smallpox, which was funded by Bill Gates and the Wellcome Trust in 2014. In July, Oxford University assists SEGA in expanding use of their monkeypox drugs into the Central African Republic. On Halloween, Joe Biden signs an executive order to exercise authority over the national defense stockpile. Weeks later, Bill Gates warns governments of a smallpox terror attack. Seven days after that, several vials of smallpox are incidentally discovered at the Merck facility in Pennsylvania. The very next day, a rare case of monkeypox is discovered in Maryland. What else are we not listening to that we need to take action on now? Well, the, the idea of a, a bioterrorist attack is kind of the nightmare scenario because they're a pathogen with a high death rate would be picked. Now, the good news is most of the work we're gonna do to be ready for pandemic two, I, I call this pandemic one. For Infowars.com, this is Greg Reese. I love his intro and outro. Badass. That is, no, that guy's been putting these awesome, just bang on reports, just left and right, and still playing them trying to pause it well tim what i'm worried about is uh like we have a level four lab here in winnipeg and i drove by actually yesterday and that level four lab um had a huge incident where it was like a lady uh, jean guo qui um which worked at uh you know in winnipeg here and her and another person was taken uh caught uh, with like bringing some vials of something uh, potentially over to Wuhan. Uh, I don't know if it was the COVID virus or what was in those vials, but yeah, there's there's a lot of sinister activity. One thing that I would like to know though is my, my sister-in-law, her best friend used to work at that lab and she quit and uh, became an anti-vaxxer and, and is sharing with my sister-in-law the big tree. So I wonder what she did that made her do that. <laughs> Dirty anti-vaxxers. And speaking of, you know, they were talking, uh, you know, uh, quite about, about Merck in that uh, clip. And I would be remiss to say if, if one of the guests we were supposed to have on last year or potentially even beginning of this year was going to be Brandy Vaughn, who is a f- famous whistleblower from Merck, where Merck was selling 
Vioxx, knowing that it was killing people and then telling their sales reps how they can get around it. And then she blew the whistle. And then uh, last year, uh, more than likely suicided where uh, and someone's like, oh, she committed suicide. No, it means that they uh, and actually didn't they didn't say it was a suicide. They said it's it was beginning to sound a lot like Pfizer Moderna. Yeah, no, they uh, I mean, I, I think she was probably yeah, poisoned, but, uh, you know, but yeah. she, you know, they did take her life. So she's learned the risk.org. They've got still got like lots of different great shirts. A lot of times I'm wearing them. Like do not consent shirts. You guys can go over there to uh, support them. But I know prediction is uh, do you think uh, I, I'll swing this to you is do you think that they will have pandemic two rolled out? By this time next year, or we'll still we be already have it. One. We already have it. It's Omicron. They, well, no, that's that's that's, that, that's like a that's like a pandemic one point like five or something. Which today Omicron is. <laughs> oh, but even talking about brand. I think that's like a. Su- I think that's like a sub. Uh, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's like I a, wouldn't it's, put it past them. Actually, you know, anything is possible next year because a lot of things are happening, and and wouldn't it be good in the U.S. to bring something like that out right as you have the midterm elections? It, so it, you want it, me to get as granular as getting down to the exact way of how the cyber attack will happen and, and your prediction is just, anything's possible? Just, anything? Well, it leaves the door no, open no. to not be wrong for that one. No, no, no. I, I, I'd say that. I, I, I agree with you on the, the pandemic thing and, and the potential cyber attack. Like we, what was it? It was 4,000 Canadian government websites that were just down here in Canada. Uh, so we, we have a lot of things happening and, uh, I wouldn't put it past them to do a cyber attack at all. Like that's totally possible on a bigger scale, like really rattle, like it has to rattle you. So it has to be some kind of power grid stuff happening. Uh, if they shut down, like, I mean, the military, I mean, then basically the military can't work. A lot of their missiles can't work. A lot of basically what? all of it. Is. Well, they, they should have backups, but think about here in Manitoba. Like we're minus 35, minus 40 during January and February. If you have a if you have that happening during that time, there's gonna be thousands upon thousands better of be people taking dying. better be taking your trailer and moving down to, to my house or something. So I, I'm sneaking. driving pretty fucking fast at that time. Yeah. If if well, we mean, see an EMP or something happen, I'm on my way. I'll, I'll you'll, use you'll, be drive, you'll be driving fast, but uh, you'll be hurry up and waiting as you know everyone else will be getting on a Dodge too. And no, you know, I'll, I'll be driving like through like a field or something. You know, I'll I'll take <laughs> a big truck. I'll find something. <laughs> All right. So I mean, we do, we do want to keep this one relatively short because yeah. we do have a lot of other shows that want to get. Now, one of the shows that John just sent me something from the Children's Health Defense Fund, which I don't have it pulled up right now, but essentially they want to make a new asset class out of nature which is then going to be like a you know tied into like agenda 21 and 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 obviously agenda 30 and kicking people off land and you know just a huge uh basically just raping by the elite parasitic class but we don't want to get too much into that now because we want to have a whole special report on that because i know what will happen is john will say something about it then i'll say something about it and then it'll be and then there's there's a show So, uh, but anyway, so I, the, I still stand for my Norwegian and Swedish nuclear war. Though I think that's the big problem. Oh man, coming in, coming in hot there with the with the predictions. <laughs> let's just start off. Let's just start off small. Uh, do you? What about you know uh, the, the the vaccine passport front? I mean, do you see that uh, you know being rolled out? I see that. Canada, I see that intensifying. America. It's going to intensify. Like we have it right now in Manitoba. I can't go almost anywhere. Uh, right now with vaccine passports. I see that probably intensifying. They're trying to blame the vaccinated as much as they can. What about the grocery right store? Will, will you have it for the grocery store this time? I think year? that is coming, actually. I think that is coming. You know, I, I don't want it, but I think that is coming. Like you have New Brunswick, 
made it open for the grocery stores to do that if they wanted to. Right. So I, I think that's a possibility for you sure. You have New York City police going in and arresting people at the Cheesecake Factory for not being able to produce vaccine passports. I mean, what do these cops think they are doing to this country by, you know, enforcing? Well, it's like these- it's so bad, Tim, that during Christmas Day, you know, there's 15 people in my family gathering and they, they're not willing to have it there because it's illegal uh, because they're afraid that the police will come and knock on their door. Meanwhile, I mean, meanwhile, your mom's in Norway. Your dad recently passed yeah. away. Your all the rest yeah. of your family's in Norway, and then oh, you can't even that. go to your own. Uh, Christmas My wife's family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's pretty crazy here. Insane. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, sorry to hear that. Uh, you know, I no. want to have a, a 2024 prediction of who I think is going to be running, and I. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's... I'll narrow it down to one of two people on the on the Democrat side of things. I think it's either going to be. Hillary Clinton or Pete Buttigieg at the top of that Democratic ticket, and it's not going to be Joe Sleepy Biden. I don't even know. I mean, I, maybe we should maybe make a predictive he's even going to be alive by then. But, you know, they'll probably <laughs> try to get some of this. Uh, you know who's going to run? If I got it, it's going to be Hillary Cavella as VP. You know, I, 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 I think 2024 is going to be a Trump-Hillary repeat with oh, Hillary doing it for the win. Two complete, and I shouldn't be saying this is like a gallows humor smile on my face. It says something, oh, the effing libtard over there smiling and blah, 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 blah. Like, no, it's just these are the times that we're in. You know, yeah. obviously, you can vote as hard as you want. They're going to steal it anyways. So, you know, this whole thing's a joke. You should just, at this point, it's too late to try to worry about saving everybody else, even though, like, well, this is what we're trying to do. We are trying to save some people who are out there listening. So, you know, anyone sharing this, liking this, subscribing it, commenting, uh, you know, helping out the algorithms, you know, you know. We love you guys. Well, Tim, it could even happen before. Like next year, it could happen that, you know, you have Kamala coming over and then she'll put uh, maybe uh, like because of Biden is getting so fucking crazy and uh, seeing all that poor guys. So what's like, the I, think what's gonna uh, I don't know why is, I'm asking you this. You know, because... Maybe Hillary could come in as a VP, you know, under Kamala even like in 2022. That could be a prediction. <sighs> The most dangerous place in the world to be the to be to have Hillary as your VP. I mean, I can't, I can't. Obviously, Kamala would not have done her research on seeing the uh, the Biden uh, body count over there. (laughs) But there is something too where I think if she, if Biden, if she were to step in in the next like few months or before the midterms, that then she would get like those two years plus. But I think if she comes in during the last year, then. That would count as a term for her. She only gets one more term. I don't know. I don't know. You're a Canadian. They're actually a Norwegian that lives in Canada. So I don't know why I'm US about the intricacies of US election law. But uh <laughs> no, yeah. but I, I follow it closely because whenever the you know the US sneezes, Canada catches a cold. So well, we're pretty like the US tied isn't to wearing the a mask. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's why, you know, like uh, these fucking idiots up here. You know, our old like I'm listening to the radio. We gotta uh, we gotta cut it here short, but uh, right away. But uh, idiots up here, I I listened to a piece where they were like, "Oh, you traveled on to the U.S. Yeah, it was pretty like felt pretty dangerous. Like nobody was wearing a mask. But you know, when we got down to I I forgot where it was, but it was like one state in the middle somewhere. It's like finally people started to wear masking, and we felt more comfortable, you know, being around. And, Probably like Colorado or something. Yeah, it's, it's like yeah, I think it was Colorado actually. By the way boom uh, ding, ding, yeah. Ding, ding, ding. yeah but you know what's funny about that is like that's the propaganda that's getting put out there on radio it's like oh it's so scary you know like these americans are uh so scary that they uh you know are not wearing a mask it's uh, all right another 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 prediction time uh this yeah. is a prediction show 
Inflation rate. Do you see the oh, official yeah. CPI above or below 10% for next year? I think we're going to see double digits. All right, yes. we're going with above. I'm going with above. Even the official rigged bullshit one, I think we're going to see above. And who knows? Like, do we let's let's try to even predict the number if we can, Tim, just for fun. You know, like we we have, we have no clue what it would be, but I I think it's going to be like maybe like 13%. Ah, fuck. I was going to say 12 and a half oh. and then I'm not going to but I'll, I'll reverse. I'm going to reverse uh well, 12 and a half is still 13.1. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Zero one. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we don't know, know, but it's it's not looking good. Right? You know, they're going to rig it so much that I bet the official one, I bet they'll go like 9.8 just to say it yeah, was just a to, double just digits. Yeah, just to not have 10. Just to say yeah, exactly. it's not double digits. I bet I, you know, 9.69 because they're just looking to fuck us. I don't know. So it was, they're going, they're going to maybe 9.666 will be the, uh, will be the inflation. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Perfect rate. one. Well, uh, it was like the, the, the feds balance sheet, uh, uh, I bet the shadow on, stats, yeah, I bet Tim, the listen, shadow stat. Let, let's go just, with the shadow stats. 1980s one yeah. would be. Oh, that would be like probably 20, like close to 20. I was going to guess. 21. I was going to guess. I was yeah. going to guess. Uh, I would guess north and, of 20. And also, Tim, the last, do you know what the last balance sheet of the Fed was? Uh, like for the 15th, like the official number right now? It's 8, uh, 8 uh, million, no, 8 trillion, 756 uh, million it, and 666. All right. Uh, yeah. So what are you, what are you guessing uh, next time, this time next year? Uh, inflation? No, the Fed's balance sheet. Oh, the Fed's balance sheet. You know, it's tough because, like, are we going to have a March crisis again? Like, is that where we're moving towards uh, with all these policies? Like, some uh, look, look at what's happening in New York. you got to remember, like, uh, you uh, it might not be lockdowns in a lot of states, but the major ones are going into lock, like California and, and New York is going into lockdown. So are they going to have another? Because, I mean, just think of, you know, things have happened in the past yeah. where the economy is about to blow up. Uh are they going to launch maybe version two of the pandemic, March, April, as the excuse to not have to meet the financial day of reckoning to then be able to print more money at, under the cover of an emergency well, would, to be able to be get out of this? Excuse. It would be a great excuse. Or maybe it doesn't happen immediately. Maybe it happens like three months later in like June yeah. or something. And then yeah. they launch it in June uh, to really. Well, it's, totally po it's totally possible. You know, I. I, I've seen like the, actually I was listening to the FSB like I've been watching fucking paint dry financial for stability like board hours. I've been uh, watching like eight videos so far Tim and it's like watching paint dry with these morons but they were talking about you know the issues uh, with uh, potential like crises in uh, especially money market fund is their biggest war it seems like right now like this the, these are the latest videos like after but meanwhile the they're so worried about stable coins but uh but yeah their own money market <laughs> funds are about to go well, actually, Tim, they actually mentioned in one of their videos one of their uh people that sit at the financial stability board mentioned that we need to come like figure out a way to stop monero was one of them <laughs> Wow, that's uh, maybe you should make yeah. it more, more bullish on Monero. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> you know, just getting back to kind of the last oh, thing yeah. here. Balance sheet. Uh, well, I, I was, yes, I guess, yeah, I guess that one too. So, I think the balance sheet, you know, if there's no uh, crisis, I guess, so to speak, I bet it's 11 trillion. 11 trillion? 
I, I think that like if there's no crisis, which seems like it so seems conservative, you know, to only go, which <laughs> seems pretty conservative. Well, well, if you look uh, like okay, so if you look like where we're at, like in June, so from June till now, like we're up. Uh, let and me if see, it blows, if it blows up, I bet it's going to be at least if if the economy blows up and there's another pandemic too, it's going to be. We're 15, up about 30. seventy billion right now, Tim. Like from June, uh, ish. Like seven or no, probably like 70. It's more like 80 something uh, from the beginning of June. So like half a year, right? So uh, I don't know. Like I think it has to be an intervention. I Like if there's no intervention, maybe like uh, maybe like 9.5 or 9.7 or something. Uh, Same as the inflation rate, 9.6666. <laughs> if there's no intervention, but of course, if there's intervention, that could double, right? Like what it just did last time. So like the problem is they skipped the business cycle with this. And they like now, oh yeah, that's another thing. I was listening to the FSB. They think that they skipped the business cycle and, and they think that they have avoided going into business cycle. I don't I don't think so. I think they just extended the business cycle for maybe a year or two. And and how do you and how do you think that we'll kind of the last thing here, how do you think we'll get uh hillary running do you think it's going to be through you know biden dying she comes in as a vp to kamala and then she primaries but, but no biden doesn't have to die he could just be senile you can't use him anymore so they're gonna uh they're gonna you know art what a 25th amendment him get him out of there whatever they need to do and then yeah, because he's unfit what, what is that right like that's unfit for it's not uh, mentally like fit some... it's a yeah it's yeah, a 25th yeah. amendment to get him out of there i, I think that's totally a possibility look where is that right now like he's really and you see and you see kamala is going to then pick hillary now does kamala then do a lot of the bad stuff so that way it doesn't get blamed on hillary and then some well, kamala is basically hillary come on like yeah let's not yeah so like i yeah i, I think that like i you know it's funny as i said slept their way to the presidency pretty much i yeah i said that hillary would win the election and uh, i i think it's been pretty apparent like she's out there like if you listen to what she's saying like like she actually came after Bitcoin a lot lately, uh, because she's. Oh, yeah, we know there's so many things going on. We just never even got into that too. But yeah, that was a great. Yeah, we need to go play that for. Uh, so one Bitcoin last show. thing then, where, where's like where's Bitcoin going to be next year? Because we didn't see like we we're supposed to like right now we're supposed to be like peak price of Bitcoin and it's actually like dropped down. Are we gonna guess? I mean, because the price. I'll say it, it gets... I, I thought it would be at least like hundred thousand something but it's not even like didn't even yeah i bet i bet i bet bitcoin uh hits a hundred thousand next year yeah okay um and you guys can uh, go to the libertyadvisor.com where we have new crypto iras for those of you and this is a brilliant plug that we didn't even plan on having but uh (laughs) because i was trying to get (laughs) end this before but yeah you guys go to libertyadvisor.com also you know find links to the tim and john show in the media section but you can also book and if you are a uh listener I'm willing to uh, basically drop the minimum down to 25,000 right now. It's listed as 500,000 to get a crypto IRA open uh, where you can have actual crypto, actual Bitcoin, actual Ethereum in your accounts. We make it very easy now. Uh, we're very, guys, sort of like the beta testers of this system. Uh, I mean, it's going to work. It's already worked. We've already got people in it. It's working great. And um, yeah. So anyways, the libertyadvisor.com, schedule yeah. with me and then make it, then just shoot me a quick email saying, Hey, you know, I'm, a, I'm one of your listeners. Uh, Cause if you're not a listener, then the other higher rate does apply. So anyways. Uh, yeah. But yeah. I, I think I'm right around where you would say to Tim, um, 
because you see like the crash is probably going to drop it down to like in the 30s or something uh because that's what happens like we're at that cycle so i guess the cycle high was uh, about 60 what was it 67 68 69 69 yeah so i you got to look at i think that probably will drop down to a level of like 25 30 somewhere and then it's just going to start trickling up again to the I end mean, we're at a fear and greed right now of 23. So, I mean, I, I am feeling positive for people that are getting into Bitcoin right now on like yeah. what that's going to look like, you know, well, three, four years J down the Jamie. road. Jamie, Jamie Dynan said like it's going to hit a million. That's his own words after he told it was a Ponzi scheme. <laughs> All right. Well, anyways, this is the 2022 prediction show uh shit show whatever show we're gonna have here but anyways we do appreciate you know everyone who's liked uh subscribed share with friends all that other good stuff and uh you know we've been making these episodes regularly you know i have been getting busy with life and my kids and work and uh actually just got top 10 percent in triathlon that I trained two weeks for so a little flex right there but anyways uh you know it's been great hope everyone has a merry christmas happy new year john like to uh you know thank you for another year of this and uh you know hopefully next year you won't be quarantined in canada but you know my prediction is uh you still will be locked down over there and they'll make things even worse uh but anyways you know peace out i'll let john uh give your plugs and end the year goodbyes yeah no for sure guys uh it's been a pleasure i i really like this is uh my passion you know over here and uh like just being able to share my ideas and thoughts on uh money and history and and past and present and all this stuff so I, i'm just very blessed to be in this position where me and tim could sit here and have a chat about this stuff and and all the people that you know we've been introduced to in our lives and and what we've been able to accomplish it's uh, uh it's a lot, been a lot of fun and i think uh, next year 2022 is just going to be probably double or triple of that uh so yeah, you can find me at theeconomictruth.org. And of course, make sure you join our newsletter at timandjohnshow.com. You know what? Speaking of newsletter, uh, Ernest Hancock, a good friend, Ernie, just came out with his own Freedoms Phoenix uh, newspaper. I'm going to buy some like actual physical copies of this. But taking a look yeah. at this, uh, I mean, the author is like a who's who. And I mean, John and I were lucky enough to be on hey, this like, hey, who's Tim, who's today, list. Guess, guess who it was mentioned? He was like mentioning like Ron Paul and and uh who was it like james corbin and all this and then he said john's nice like he didn't say my whole name but i was almost cool you know with the guys <laughs> yeah. that's, that's awesome but yeah we've got you know table of contents here yeah. james corbett uh tim fry from uh, uh james babb uh richard grove paul rosenberg. paul rosenberg yeah yeah i mean richard grove probably one of the smartest people you know possible somebody who's been on the tim and john show last year and we need to get him back on there uh, Patrick Wood from, you know, Technocracy uh, News, uh, Jacob Hornberger, who was a libertarian presidential uh, candidate last go around myself, uh, Dave Hodges, John Snyson, uh, Alessandro Fusilo, uh, who's, you know, some big, uh, you know, over, over in Italy. Fighter. Yeah, over, over in Italy. You know, Same he's, as Tim. He's over Tim there. is an Italian freedom fighter. Yeah. Uh, David Rodriguez, our good, yeah, good, good friend, Dave Rodriguez, uh, Mike Swatek, Brian Sovereign, Vince Prenowitz. Uh, Dr. Alan Palmer, uh, we've got you know, Doug Casey, and then uh, Tina Marie from Learn the Risk. And then, yeah, I think I just mentioned Doug Casey. But yeah, I mean, it's like a who's who yeah. of you know intellectuals on uh, Ernie's list. But it's all people who have, you know, Larkin Rose. I mean, all people who have great, uh, you know, content and great minds. And, you know, this is something where you could give to somebody who might not necessarily know what's going on. 
And these are all just like amazing article after amazing article. And Ernie did, uh, you know, he always seems to have a real good hunch for the future and where things are going and just being like way the fuck ahead of everybody and everything. So, but he's sort of like an influencer of a lot of the influencers in alternative media and sort of like a godfather of, you know, where everything is going and, uh, you know, kind of owe a lot to you know, Ernie in terms of like my progression into the world of freedom. I know like the Ron Paul revolution, he, he basically kicked that off and then Ron Paul sort of then joined, joined that. He's the one that came up with the logos. He's you know, like the, the puppet master of Liberty, basically. I, yeah, I the, say that almost. <laughs> yeah the, we'll, we'll take that one out clip it out and i'll go i'll go show it to him if i go i yeah. might go shooting with him tomorrow but anyways uh peace out everybody uh we will have that in one of the links too so you know go to our show page or go to wherever you're, you're ever hearing or listening to this and you will find uh the links to ernie's paper or you can go to uh freedoms phoenix that's freedoms with an s phoenix.com peace out everybody take care love you guys and see you in 2022